This is Tales of Swordfall. Episode 22, Nork's Madness. <laughs> Zerker, you've been going up this road for quite a while, and uh, the main bulk of the, let's call them the militia, has started to thin, and uh, there's only a few people left. Um, you look, if you ever look back... You actually see that now, um, Brembry Clearing seems to ha be having some um, smoke and fire in it as well, but you haven't seen any kobolds pass you by. Hmm. And does it look like, I mean, when I'm trekking through, I'm guessing this is forested area, right? Like forest and yeah, valley it's... and... It's like, uh, there's a few groves, and it's hills, and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's a very nice place. It looks... It's Hobbiton. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's Hobbit country. Mm -hmm. They've got hills and light forest and some thicker parts and, yeah, hills, little hills. Got it. Um, and, and probably the worst thing out here are, like, dire wolves, you know. Yeah. But... As long as they let them eat some of their sheep wherever so often they don't bother the, the townsfolk, probably. So, um, what I'm going through, I'm keeping my eyes out, looking for also, like, are there signs of kobolds anywhere besides just seeing them? Have they even ventured off of the paths at all? Well, that sounds like um, investigation or survival. Survival it is. And survival is 15. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, you start looking and uh, you start looking for signs of kobolds as you're traveling to the west, and it doesn't seem like they've gotten this far. Interesting. And uh, as the one soldier did say before, that it seemed like they came from more westward. Yeah. And you can see from like the hills and everything, there are mountain ranges far off like mm -hmm. about you know two or three days travel got it and uh there's actually like mountains lining the um northwestern part of the yeah. lake and stuff so it, it's mm -hmm. really pretty yeah but if you're gonna have you know dragons and stuff nearby <laughs> those might be places where you'd find them they're like, yes, it is really pretty. I think I'll move into the neighborhood. <laughs> and the dragon's like, oh, yeah, you are, aren't ya? Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, my goal is to try and get as close as I can to Longborough without getting myself killed so I can get as much information as possible. That's, so. that's usually what scouting is, yes? Yep, that's... <laughs> That's uh, that's my my job. So I'm gonna keep trying to scout and push forward. Yep. You start uh pushing forward and um. Roll me. 
a d20. A die of fate. Natural one. Okay. So how far <laughs> off the path have you gone so far? Um, Let's see. How far would I... I'd basically be as far enough away from the path that I could be with still knowing where it was, if that makes sense. Um, so, I mean, several hundred feet, at uh, least, if not farther. So, as you're traveling, and uh, you may have, like, gone a little bit further than a few hundred feet, but, mm -hmm. you know, you can still see, you know, it... it wasn't very heavily forested, so you could still see like the path in the distance. Yep. But then it seems like you go into a grove and it starts getting really, really thick. Hmm. And so much so that you know you're getting the old forest smell. The trees are starting to blot out the light. Um, and you come upon an area and are the trees talking no Ooh. there is a fire a controlled fire bonfire uh in the middle of this clearing but even though it's a clearing it seems like no direct sunlight is in there even though it is like you know mid-afternoon and winter and you see three tents made out of harsh leather. And it seems like they're using, like, bones or, like, haggard sticks to make these tents stand up. Um, you notice that... Well, let's see what else you notice. You have an 18% perception. Just for only a perception overall. Let's see what okay. else... What other oh. details? 25. 25. You see through space and time. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> so you... Dark Grove. Fun. You, you can see in the shadows of this uh, Dark Grove um, eyes that brightly shine with the surrounding light, but you can't actually see the figures, just the mm -hmm. eyes. And there are three women around this bonfire. One wearing red, one wearing yellow, one wearing blue. Oh no. <laughs> oh yeah. So if Loki runs into three hags in the forest, um, or witches, or coven, whatever you want to call them. Well, you can, you can tell that they're, like, divinely pretty women. I'm sure. Yeah. They're <laughs> almost, they're almost like, fey pretty. Yeah. Well, no, they are fey pretty. Yeah. Um... I... You can tell me yay or nay, or you can have me roll on this, but I would say... Floki spent enough time in the woods and enough time reading about the woods and the things around it and the old things that make the world move and stop that he would uh, probably think these are some kind of fey witches trying to be pretty. But who knows if that's true or not. 
but that's his suspicion. He's like, hmm. Given your background and from where you're from, um, since you were close enough to the borders of uh, the Elven Kingdoms where they creatures just run rampant, yeah, mm -hmm. I would. Uh, your suspicion of, huh, these could be horrible creatures just looking like pretty uh, faces. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I, I, I would say, yes, your suspicion is... Probably well-founded. Oh, well-founded. Yep. Well, Floki, thinking about what he probably knows about witches... Um, it's not like he stumbled into them. They probably had something to do with him stumbling into them. So he's not going to be rude and leave. Um, because he probably wouldn't like that. <laughs> and, um, he'll come up and to the, you said they're around the fire, right? Yeah, they're sitting around the fire. Um, the one in yellow is actually... She she's standing. She's a bit over the fire. She's looking mm -hmm. directly at you. Actually, all of them are direct directly looking at you. One, uh, I think it's the blue one, is looking at you, and um, she's watching you like your every move. Mm -hmm. The one in red seems to be looking past you, but no matter where you move, her gaze is your way. And the one in yellow, she's looking at you like anyone else would look at you. So the blue one's very intense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very taking notes. And finally, the yellow one speaks up. I'm rummaging in my pack while they're speaking up. <laughs> but continue. Hmm. <laughs> Are you lost, Traveler? Well, I didn't think that I was, but now I'm here. And if I'm here, I suppose I'm not lost. Um, I don't have much on me right now. I was on my way just scouting about. But uh, I do have a present for each of you fine women. And he pulls out um, three of the four gems that he has on him and offers the ladies each one gem. They actually look very surprised and very pleased. And he just smiles, an awkward smile, like, meh. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you know, okay, cool, yeah, okay, um, can, yeah. I, can I go now? <laughs> Take this, please. Take my gems worth 74 gold each, please. Don't turn me into a toad. <laughs> exactly. And uh, they offer you a seat. For one gift, we'll give another gift. Please, sit. Yes, yes, I will sit. <laughs> and even, even though you don't remember there being a, like, log or a stump to sit on as you oh, approach them, there... Some toads pops up or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, something is there now for you to sit on. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. I have been walking for a bit now. And he puts one leg over the knee of the other and makes yeah. himself comfortable, you know. 
and your journey is going to take you a lot further. Hmm. So, you have the first one. I suppose I do. And you know what it brings. Well, I wouldn't say that I know, but I've been shown that something it might be able to do. Who knows if it's a trick? The old gods do not trick. They mostly just do. Especially when they can get in this plane. Hmm. Takes out his notebook. Face that down. <laughs> Doesn't trick, just do. Got it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Certainly know a lot about them. Um, the one in red kind of gives you this almost saucy smile. Mm -hmm. She's not saying anything, but you can tell, like, if she had some kind of retort, she would say it about now. But she remained silent, like the blue one. Hmm. He looks at her expectingly. But I'm assuming nothing happens. No. It's like, hmm? The yellow <laughs> one keeps talking, though. <laughs> yep. So, do you want to know what is now? Or what will... What there will be... Um, the funny thing about having someone tell you what will be is it doesn't actually tend to change the outcome from what I've read. Usually you know about what that person was talking about right when it starts to happen. And you're like, oh yeah, that person said that thing. Here it is. Um, And about now, there's so much, I don't even know what I'd want to know. How about we first start off with Nork and Rayanne? Sure. Nork has gone crazy because of the cursed object around his neck. Oh. And I think you already know... Rayanne's current problem amongst many problems. She does have a tendency to get herself intertwined in things, doesn't she? Her paladin friend made a drop in the pool and something from the dark noticed. Hmm... Just writing notes in yep. his head. <laughs> I'm writing notes. <laughs> <laughs> and currently, your friend Norik, well, was foolishly given a potion, and now he has the strength of a storm giant. And they all I kind was of. I hoping to get that potion for myself. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> They all kind of just like grin at each other like there is a giant joke going on. Yeah. Uh, You're at a crossroads now. 
you can go back, help your friends, or you can see where that puzzle piece is. It is quite the predicament. I take it you're insinuating that I have time and the power to try and help them, actually? Because that sounds like the kind of situation I'd get broken in half. <laughs> well, it's either be broken by your friends or be broken by kobolds. I suppose if I had to choose, I'd rather have a friend kill me than some cobalt. Unless it was a very, very spectacular cobalt. And what do you say, little one? And Khalees... And Khalees. <laughs> looks and just goes... <laughs> and, uh... The blue one takes out a bag and puts down a fish. Tierker smiles very genuinely at that. And and looks to the blue one who hasn't spoken yet. You know, I've been trying to think about what to do with Khalees. And I'm sure they know that means havoc. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely not well suited for parenting a baby owlbear. She's almost gotten herself killed several times. And yet, if you're interested, and yet she's here, and she loves you. The yellow one's still doing all the speaking. Yeah. I look over the yellow one, and then back at the blue one, and I'm going back and forth between all of them now. Like, <laughs> yeah, my eyes. The 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 blue and red one. They are just staring at you with different looks yeah. and like you start noticing like every time you like flinch a muscle or anything the blue one just dead focuses on that yep. every pulse that you have that she can physically see it seems like she is focusing on everything physical that's the blue one yeah. yep yeah, my note was intense. Intense! <laughs> um, Steering intensifies. In a way, I would say I love her too. Or him. But, um... If I keep going the way I have been with this owlbear, this cub, she's going to die before she grows up. I've accepted that. But if you're interested, looking back at the blue witch, I would happily let you raise her. Suddenly you get an intense feeling mm -hmm. of just this isn't the right thing to say. Like, a nagging doubt is in the back of your mind. 
It just kind of floods you. Don't let them turn your owlbear into a demon. Okay. <sighs> but I suppose you're right, looking at the yellow one. I wonder if I can find her an owlbear family out in this forest. <sighs> she has a different fate, and it is with you. And it's for a very long time. Well, I hope you're not saying she's going to eat me, but if so, so be it. <laughs> you accept being devoured very easily. Well, I do what I can with what I do. I have my will, but if something's fated to be, I don't know if I can change it or not. What I've learned... The parts of things that thing the parts of things that you're told are fated generally don't change. That's why the seers speak in such vague riddles. <sighs> well as we I said don't know what other I have in here. He's digging in his bag again, trying to break the awkward conversation. Yeah. <laughs> as I said, you are at a crossroads and you can choose. Well, I'm going to go back to try and save my friends, although I suspect that uh, Norik might kill me in the process, or Gavin might carry me around, or Rayanne might stop and teleport and kill me herself. Who knows? But uh, all I've got left, oh, two mushrooms. I don't have enough of these for each of you. And it's the last of my supply. Do any of you like these? The uh, food of the gods? Oh, they can come in use. And uh, both the blue one and the red one get up and approach you. He he puts on like a kind of a mountain face and like reaches the both of them out, like one on each arm to each one of them. All right, and uh, the do that thing where you're holding out your hand and they slip their hand across yours just go uh give me give me a con save okay so 14 on my con save 14 yeah Not great um you just get an overwhelming like someone just complimented you like, a lot of people are like, you did a good thing, congratulations. You know, you're getting all those endorphins just kind of, like, pumped into you. You're not sure where from, but there is... Someone has thanked you. Please stay tuned for the next part of this episode. Please consider listening to these podcasts.
Hello everyone and welcome to a special episode of Where the Wild Things Roll. My name is John and I will be your host and DM for this 5th edition actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast set in the world of Ravarna. This podcast might be a tad different from others you've listened to. The two players will be my 12 year old son Kinnick and my 10 year old daughter Kaylee as they learn to play D&D through their very first campaign. We will pick up with our adventurers as they finish their time at Paduk's Adventurers Guild as they take their practical exams in Dungeoneering, Magical Beasts, Weapons and Armor, Puzzle Solving, Diplomacy, History of the World, and Magical Cause and Effect before they are set out into the world. Can our two adventurers pass their classes and become full-fledged members of the Adventurers Guild? You'll have to tune in and find out next time on Where the Wild Things Roll. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe.